Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. All right, as you probably know, I am the Danette that lives farthest from the show, so I'm in the car all day, several hours. That's where Audible comes in. I got to tell you, it has saved my life. I love hearing books in the car. Uh, the last one I did was Talking to Strangers, Malcolm Gladwell's new book. It's totally awesome. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, self-help. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs, whatever you want, it's on there. To kick off 2020, we're focusing on the new year, the new you. We have plenty of content that can help you pursue your goals, whether it's getting fit, finishing more books, or becoming a better parent, leader, or person. Audible is awesome. You can download titles and listen offline anytime, anywhere. The app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. You can listen across devices without losing your spot. If you can't decide what to listen to, don't worry. You can keep your credits up to a year. And use them on a whole series if you'd like. And if you want to find out more about Audible, visit audible.com slash DP or text DP to 500-500-500-500. Again, that's audible.com slash DP. You'll love it. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. This is the world we live in. This is Dan Patrick. Uh, made it to a Friday Traeger meet Friday, but I will warn you, I'm not in a good mood. And I have no reason to not be in a good mood because I get to see the smiling faces here of the Danettes. We have White Castle hamburgers that we're going to put on the Traeger Grill Come a little on. bit later. Yes, I got brats. I got burgers. I have everything I want right here. But I'm in a bad mood. And, you know, I'm going to blame ESPN for my bad mood. They have this uh, college basketball greatest of all time bracket thing that they're doing where they're Bring in, uh, you know, Jay Billis and Dick Vitale and, you know, a lot of their uh, experts. And they're, they're telling you who is going to be the greatest player of all time as they have, uh, you know, this elimination here. And I'm watching the show last night. And I said to Fritzy, get me Jay Billis's phone number. And, and Fritzy thought that I was going to try to book Jay Billis for today. I go, no, I need his number right now. Yeah, I don't know how to take that. He sounded like... Angry or perturbed. I, I called Todd and he didn't answer the phone. <laughs> I was that mad. I'm going, do these people even know what the hell they're talking about? And why didn't you answer the phone, Todd? I was having dinner with the family and I'm trying to make a better effort to not have the phone in my face like I always do. And then you sent me like some kind of hello question mark because I wasn't getting back to you quickly. <laughs> no. I, I was just watching this and I'm going, okay. I saw everybody play in person except for Bill Russell. Out of all the players that they're talking about he was the one guy i think out of that group and i think it's 32 players and then i start to see some opinions here where you know seth greenberg made the right call he says lou alcindor is the best player in college basketball history which is the right answer uh reese davis smart guy lou alcindor over christian leitner all right that's fine christian leitner is one of the great players of all time may not like him but he is Rebecca Lobo picked uh, Brianna Stewart over Christian Leitner. That's fine because Brianna Stewart at UConn went four for four, four titles, and then she was the most outstanding player all four years. You can't do any better than that. So with, with just sheer accomplishment, she would be the, the, the standard bearer. 
Now, Alcindor only played three years at UCLA on varsity because back then freshmen weren't eligible, or he would have won a fourth title because when he came in, his freshman team beat the varsity that just won the national championship. So Lou Alcindor is the greatest college basketball player of all time. Jay Williams. Jay, I love you, but what are you thinking? He went with Michael Jordan as the greatest college basketball player of all time. Jay, he wasn't even the best player on his own team one year. It was James Worthy. And if I stop his career after North Carolina, he's Keith Smart. Look how you're yelling. I know, but this is what I was doing last night in my basement. I'm going, Michael Jordan is not anywhere near the greatest college basketball player of all time. He was a good college basketball player. We didn't know anything about Patrick Ewing is a greater college basketball player. Akeem Olajuwon is a better college basketball player than Michael Jordan. Christian Leitner is a better college basketball player. Oh, my God. Dickie B had Brianna Stewart over Patrick Ewing. Okay. It's awesome, baby. But, look, this is what you want. You want people to react, and there's no other sports. And I should have I should have stayed watching entertainment tonight. <sighs> Damn you, the mothership! You got me. <laughs> you got me. You're shaking your little fists in the air. I know. I was. I can see you at home. With I was. The tequila and, I, and, the, I, and the, I did. And I, the dog. I had the the cat was in the basement. I had tequila and I had uh, a great cigar. And I'm just settling in. You know, I I, I self quarantine in the basement. Don't allow anybody in. But I've been doing that for a decade now. What's new? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honey, I'm going to self-quarantine. Yeah, you've been doing that for a long time. Uh, Maria Taylor, Diana Taurasi over Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan should be in the conversation here. Taurasi? Absolutely. I love Taurasi. Uh, Cheryl Miller was impactful. I, I liken Cheryl Miller to college basketball, women's college basketball, what Martina Nervatilova was to women's tennis. That you had an athlete in there. Oh my God. Uh, so I, I, Fritzy reached out and booked Jay Billis. So Jay's uh, going to join us coming up here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, I was all fired up with this. I, I take it personally. Jerry West is a 13 seed. Good God. That would hurt. He lost the national title game and was still named the most outstanding player. That's how freaking good he was. Wow. Oscar Roberts, I mean, oh, my goodness. All right. And I definitely, if, if I was the uh, get-off-my-lawn guy last night. So Jay will join us. Uh, we'll check in with uh, the Angels manager, Joe Madden, and Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager, a little bit later on. They got nothing else to do, so we'll check in with them and – See what they're doing. Maybe we can Skype and they can show us around their house or something. Yes, yeah, Are you so upset about this because there ha- is this sort of the lack of sports that you've been able to watch and now it's all of that energy is yes. just coming out through this I think so. list of things? Yes, I think so. It's been, it's been a while since I've seen you this passionate about something. It's, it's pretty oh. nice. Yes, Paul. And people can make fun of us. They can make fun of you. I'm sure even like your kids. But you start messing with Jerry West, that's when you slap the floor. Well, I and I love I love Bill Walton. Bill Walton is one of the greatest players of college basketball players of all time. They didn't besmirch Maravich, did they? They did. Oh. Reese Davis. Reese Davis had Maravich's back, and I appreciated that. 
you have to understand what Maravich was. Maravich was a phenomenon. People showed up in SEC country to watch basketball. He averaged twice what Michael Jordan did. Oh, uh, he didn't make the tournament. How many teams made the tournament back then? And he he was on a bad team that was coached by his father. Like now, they have Ralph Sampson in the four spot and Pete Maravich in the thirteen seed. That's got to be an absolute slap in the face of your history. And then Jerry West, I think, is the thirteen seed. Like Patrick Ewing, if you want to say, you know, greatest college basketball player of all time, he's in the conversation. Kristen Leitner's in the conversation. Michael Jordan is not in the conversation. Even as much as I love Larry Bird, he's not in the conversation, in my opinion. They're great players. I mean, Magic Johnson, to me, was a greater college basketball player than Michael Jordan was. All right. You know, it's interesting, too, because there's not a lot of conversations that you can have regarding basketball and be like, Michael Jordan's not good. I know. (laughs) Well, He's, he's very good. He's not great. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, they're throwing in Lenny Bias, and Lenny Bias was a wonderful talent. I mean, he was. He's a remarkable talent. Oh, my God. They had Tyler Hansbrough in there. Oh, God. It's just, I know he's the all-time leading scorer in ACC history, but he wasn't a great player. He, he, he accumulated. He compiled. He was a very good player. He wasn't one of the all-time greats. Yes, Paul. Now you're making me mad, Dan. You go after Psycho T, and I'll slap the floor. I'll put down my beer. All righty. So Jay Billis will join us coming up. We'll come up with a poll question here. If you like get in touch with the program, you can. I'll settle down, but I just, man, I was, I was railing. And uh, I had to yell at somebody, and I couldn't. I was yelling at the TV last night. So we'll talk to Jay. And then once we get the uh, burgers and brats on the Traeger, we got White Castle hamburgers, and that'll be fine. I know. Do you need to eat earlier? Are you hangry right now? I'm hangry. <laughs> I, I am hangry. I really am. And you know what's funny about that, too, is thinking about you just raging in your basement, right, where you're like, "That's i got to get in touch with Phyllis. And that's the one time Todd doesn't have his phone on him to get you the number right away. Hello, you're going to get back to me? And Jay Bill's number while the show's still on the air. Todd took 10 minutes to himself, and it just happened to be that 10 minutes. Uh, How dare you? How dare you do that to me? Want to respond to my text? Now you're a family man. Now you're responsible. All of a sudden, when you need me, I get lost. This program brought to you by True Car. Shoppers save an average of over $3,500 off MSRP. See what other people paid for the vehicle you want with the new True Car. Buy smarter. Drive happier. All right. Yeah, Paul. I got to agree with Seton. Your your heart's racing. You're breathing heavy. You should get some bratwurst in you to calm down. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe get Tyler, the moderator, to slap those White Castles on the trigger. Smoked White Castle. I mean, I grew up with White Castle hamburgers. You know, every time I go to Ohio, I buy a suitcase of uh, White Castle hamburgers. I've never had White Castle hamburgers on the Traeger Grill. That could get me out of this mood right now. Poll question, McLovin. Good morning. Good morning. And by the way, Pete Maravich averaged 40 points a game with no three-point line. Did he ever pass the ball once, Dan? He didn't have anybody to throw it to. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. Poll question. We're not going to steal ESPNs, are we, and put Lou Alcindor versus Patrick Ewing or anything? Do you want to do that? Is Is that their topic or do we use there there is no argument on the greatest male college basketball player of all time 
It's Lou Alcindor. There is Bill no Walton? argument. No. Bill Walton? No. I love Walton. I'm the president of his fan club. Bill would tell you that Lou Alcindor was better than him. That He would. Christian Leitner, big time, wonderful in the conversation. Patrick Ewing, the impact that he had in Georgetown did. You know, but what did he win? One title. A running back poll to get you off of this topic. <laughs> do you want to do a, the old are running backs worth anything uh, poll? Like, if I gave you, would you rather have the best running back or say the tenth best wide receiver? Well, I don't know if it would be. So, if you say I can have Derrick Henry, right, or I can have AJ Green, ooh, that's a good one. I didn't even think it wasn't that good. Yeah, he's off of Todd Gurley's value. Would you rather have Derrick Henry's already been run down? After running hard in Tennessee. I just or, don't want to give you anything longer than five years. That would be my motto. That's what I would – I would never stray from that. If I'm Carolina and I get five great years out of Christian McCaffrey, I move on. Because, you know, look at – remember the artist formerly known as Le'Veon Bell? Like when Nobody talks about Le'Veon Bell anymore. It's – when you get paid, you don't run the same way. Todd Gurley, we all knew that was a bad deal. And, it, it, you know, the, the Rams were going to be a mess after losing that Super Bowl because they went all in to win that Super Bowl. And then they're in salary cap hell. Nobody's talking about Sean McVay being a genius anymore, at least not lately. You know, they got in Brandon Cook's contract. And like, they, they went all in, and now they're paying the price for that. And, look, if I'm a Rams fan, you say, hey, we tried. We got to the Super Bowl. And we missed. Okay. At least you try. There are a lot of franchises that don't spend money. That they're not trying to, you know, win a Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, the Todd, Todd Gurley, by the way, uh, got signed by the Atlanta Falcons. So, I don't know. You know, they're talking about, oh, he'll be a draw because he played at Georgia. I, I mean, I, I guess people will show up. I mean, if he plays well then he'll be a draw. If he doesn't, I don't know if you're going to show up and go, hey, let's uh, get the kids together. We're going to watch Todd Gurley uh, you know, get 42 yards total today. Yes, McClellan. I had another poll. Which Super Bowl loser gets back first? The Falcons now with Todd Gurley, the Rams, and I guess you might throw the 49ers in there? Oh, the 49ers. They lost to Forrest Buckner. Every Super Bowl, Super Bowl loser jinx comes into effect. Well, I know, but, you know, a lot of times you don't even make the playoffs the next year, which is always, you know, we had a stretch where that was bizarre. The teams that lost the Super Bowl didn't even make it into the playoffs. I would say the Niners, because they still have that core that's that's still there. You wonder what the loss does to them, though. You know, the Falcons never recovered from that loss, and I don't think they're going to in the Matt Ryan era. But, you know, and the Rams, Seattle's still going to be good because Russell Wilson is there. And the Niners are going to be good as well. Arizona is go- is getting more competitive. Now you add DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Tom Brady is officially signed. He passed his physical. He is signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He posted a picture of him uh, signing his contract. Passed his physical. Uh, he had the following to say. Excited, humble, and hungry. If there is one thing I have learned about football... It's that nobody cares what you did last year or the year before that. You earn the trust and respect of those around through your commitment every single day. I'm starting a new football journey and thankful for the Buccaneers 
for giving me an opportunity to do what I love. I look forward to meeting all my new teammates and coaches and proving to them that they can believe and trust in me. I have always believed that well done is better than well said. So I'm going to not so I'm gonna not gonna say much more. Huh? So I'm gonna not gonna say much more. I'm just gonna get to work. Hashtag year one. Exclamation point. All right, we're ready to go. Fired up for Tommy. Now we just bring in Julian Edelman, and here we go. That that uh, kind of accelerated quickly. That got out of hand quickly. Where Deion Sanders said, oh, "It's like peanut butter and jelly. You you got to have uh, you know Tom and uh, Edelman together." And and we brought it up yesterday. Like who's most likely to join him? Uh, Bruce Arians is on record as saying we're not doing the Antonio Brown thing, which is the right thing to say. Don't add any drama here. Reduce your drama. You bring in Brady. You're going to have a completely different locker room now. And you're going to have a quarterback who has accountability here. And these younger receivers, all those players. I mean, these guys haven't won anything. They're going to be around Brady. If I'm Brady, I bring in my Super Bowl rings and just say, hey, this is what our goal is. That's what we want. I like how Brady says, nobody cares what you did last year or the year before that. Is that that a shot at the Patriots there? You earn the trust and respect of those around you through commitment every single day. Yes, yeah, yeah, if there's one thing I learned about <laughs> nobody cares, respect anything. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a little, like, yeah, it could be. Could be a little jab there at Belichick. Yeah. Nobody appreciates what you did last year, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah boy. I'm on the Buccaneers website. Tom Brady is a Buccaneer. Welcome to Tampa Bay. Pre-order his jersey now. They have a jersey, a white jersey, Brady, yeah. number zero. And then it says, uh, asterisk, Ooh. image of representation only. Final product will include name, number, and team logo. So they don't know. They don't have a number for him yet. Well, they haven't talked to Chris Godwin yet. <laughs> yeah. Somebody better talk to Chris quickly. So TB12 gets number 12. What's the poll question we're going to go with, McLovin? Uh, I think we should go with a running back Todd Gurley poll. Uh, basically, would you would you want the best running back or would you want a next level below wide receiver? Because that's what teams are debating right now, money-wise. seems like the wide receiver would win that poll. But what running back do you want right now? I mean, Derek, Derek, that's the point. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I get that because he's given you 1,000 rushing and 1,000 receiving. You know, that's a great weapon to have. I, I just don't want to pay you your second contract. Yeah, McLovin. Another poll question option. Do you worry about getting a backup quarterback that's too good like Jameis Winston? If you – Todd sent around a story that the Redskins might look at Jameis to back up Dwayne Haskins. Is that a kind of setup that you want as a team? Well, it, you have the situation with Philadelphia with Nick mm-hmm. Foles and Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. And, and then we realized Nick Foles – could be uh, on the same you know same level as Carson Wentz at least for a couple of big games. It worked out well. They won a Super Bowl, but you know Washington's not winning anything anytime soon. I I just don't know what Washington's commit. I don't know what Ron Rivera's commitment is to Dwayne Haskins. That would be the big curiosity. And does he want to bring in Cam Newton? Because if he doesn't bring in Cam Newton, what's that say about Cam Newton? If his coach his only coach that he had in the pros doesn't want to bring him in. And Jameis, 
you know, is going to be a backup quarterback someplace, and so is Cam Newton, and probably so is Andy Dalton here. And I think that'll be those will be interesting storylines as we go into uh, uh, the draft. Uh, Steelers also a team, according to USA Today, interested in Jameis Winston as a backup. Don't they have enough? They got like Duck, and they got Duck Duck Goose, and then they got uh, Mason Rudolph or Rudolph Mason, and then you got Roth. I mean, what a mess! Now you get bring in Jameis Winston. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm in a better mood, I think. I'm getting a – well, no, Billis is going to join us, so I'm going to be angry at Billis. But uh, I think he's. I think he understands where my pain is coming from today, my anger is coming from. 20 after the hour, we debate the greatest college basketball player of all time next year on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance – along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well... You'd be wrong. Bet Online still has hundreds of places to wager. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online. If you're into entertainment, you can still bet on American Idol, the election, the spelling bee, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eater contest. Be sure to use promo code PODCAST1 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your full access wagering solution. Talk to Jay Billis. Check out the DP Show store. We got some items there. Spring clearance with some items. Some items up to 65% off plus free shipping. When you spend $50 or more, go to danpatrick.com and get your gear today. McLovin, did you settle on a poll question? Yes. So, Paulie and I were working on this one. Would you rather have Christian Leitner's career top five player of all time in college or we're going to say Dominique Wilkins, Ooh. great NBA career, but not a notable college career, although I'm sure he was awesome. Wait, run that by me again. Christian Leitner, his career, top five player of all time in college, but yeah. not much in the pros. Or Dominique Wilkins, who had a great NBA career, but not a notable college career. I would take Leitner's career because Leitner still played, I think, 15 years in the NBA. And he made one all-star team. Made a lot of money. He was on the dream team, got a gold medal, and he's on, you know, he's one of the top five greatest college basketball players of all time. So I would say Christian Leitner. Yeah, McClough. What if I gave you James Worthy? That was another name I was thinking of. Too good in college? Yeah, and too good in the pros. Yeah, Worthy was great. Like, there was a year where Worthy was the best player on North Carolina, not Michael Jordan. That's why... Michael Jordan shouldn't – he's a – he was a player of the year, I know that, and he hit a shot to win a national title. But Jordan wasn't Air Jordan. He was Mike Jordan back then, and then he became this phenomenon. But, you know, we're factoring in what he did in his NBA career. You know, Bill Russell had a better college career than Michael Jordan. There's so many players that had better careers than Jordan in college. Yeah, Paul. You keep doing this. We're not going to get Michael Jordan this year. Yeah, I know. 
Patrick Ewing was a better player, uh, more accomplished. Uh, Bill Russell was. Uh, Akeem Olajuwon was. So, we're, Fritzy's getting Jay Billis on the phone here. I'm looking at some of the other ones in here. Why is Trey Young in here? Trey Young is a 13 seed. Trey Young played one year. He had 14 or 15 great games. And I love Trey Young. He's not one of the greatest college basketball players. (laughs) Pete Maravich is 13. Trey Young is 13, 13th seed. I believe that Jerry West is a 13 seed. Good God. Help me. Yes, Paul. I didn't see the whole list yet, but if Trey Young is a 13 seed, where is Chris Jackson from LSU? Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf. He did two years averaging 30. No, he's in there. Okay. Uh, Let me see. I don't know how. Probably not too too high, but uh, yeah, gotta be in the mix though. Yeah, Chris Jackson was uh, he, he a 15 seed. Okay, so that doesn't make sense to me. No, Chris Jackson had a better college career than Trey Young did. Is Jay Billis with us? Sure is. Hi, Jay. Why am I so upset? Probably because there's nothing else to be upset at that that is this trivial. But I was I was. Equally as upset as you uh, when I saw the bracket and tried to change it, but to no avail. All right. I, I was that angry. I don't know if that was live last night, but I'm texting you that I was I – was, I wanted to yell at somebody, and uh, so I, I was yelling at you. So if you were busy working and I interrupted you, I apologize for being unprofessional. Well, that actually wasn't live. It was live on Tuesday night, or it was supposed to be live, and then Tom Brady – uh, I think hiccuped or something, and it was five hours of coverage live uh, because there was there was a hint he was going to the Buccaneers. So uh, wow. you know, we had to tape it. We taped it. At, you know, you know how that goes, Dan. We yeah. taped it as if it was live, and the taping as if it was live took longer than if it was live. <laughs> yeah, I've been there before. Uh, okay, so explain how this came about and the number of players. You know, how did you come up with that that number? Well, it came about uh, the, the lack of, I assume, the lack of programming uh, because of the, the coronavirus um, pandemic. So um, I was told, hey, we're going to do this show. Would you be available, uh, you know, basically from 6 to 9 on Tuesday? So, of course, I'm available. Um, absolutely. Uh, but I don't know how they came up with it. When I saw the bracket, I had said, look, you know, so the guy's got to be moved up here, moved down. What about what about so and so? How come this player's not on it? And uh, I didn't have any any say in that. I think they made a couple of adjustments, but I don't even know who the they is. I just dealt with my producer on it, and it was a good idea. I mean, it's a really neat thing, and it's a good discussion point, a good argument. But um, but to me, uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to you know jump ahead, but to me, it, the whole thing begins and ends with Kareem. Yes. I mean, after after we're like. Well, you, what are we talking about? Like Kareem was the greatest player ever. It's not. It's not a discussion point. And we can we can talk about the rest of them, but you know we know who's going to win before we start. It's Kareem. Yeah, and rightfully so. Uh, now, if I take away Luel Sindor, now we have an interesting discussion. I'm amazed that you had. I mean, Jay Williams should know better. He had Michael Jordan as the best college player of all time. Yeah, he he handled it a little bit differently. I, if I understood him right, he was talking about if it were a, a one-on-one game, mm. which I miss very much. Remember when CBS had yeah. a, during halftime they had one-on-one and yeah. forced competitions among the NBA players. 
Um, so he had it as kind of some one-on-one competition, which I, I kind of had a chance to talk beforehand, and I didn't get that, but uh, and I didn't get some of the other stuff. Like I don't know if, if you remember what I did, but my thing was I didn't care where the uh, the seatings were, and then I went through the bracket and said, well, wait a minute, like I, I, this is a missed seating, so this guy's going to win. I'm going to move this one on and all that stuff. And mine was based on great. Who, who's the who's the greater player? And and so mine was like Cheryl Miller was the greatest women's player versus the second greatest men's player. I advanced Cheryl Miller to the final, and and it was Kareem. Um, but you know, so I went off great. Other people voted differently, or said you know four championships versus if Brianna Stewart had four, and I'm like, well, I think if Kareem had played, he would have got four. Like yeah. that guy was, he was the game. And, and Seth Greenberg made the point. They changed the rules for Kareem when he was in college. You know, transcendent doesn't even – LeBron did not approach how good Kareem was as far as being a high school player, going to college, what he did in college, all that stuff. It was a different deal. Like, he was he was game-changing in every way and above above everyone that had played. I mean, and I, I it, it stuns me, Dan, that people don't seem to remember – how great he was, and it's not its not like I, I'm fine with let's argue about MJ versus Kareem, but it's MJ and Kareem only, and then everybody else will, will argue about it a little bit later, but but it's it's those two. Yeah, I and I liken Cheryl Miller to women's college basketball like I do Martina Navratilova to women's tennis. They were different. They were athletes in there, and, and Cheryl was – you know, you watch Cheryl. Like I, I watched the women of Troy again. I've watched that documentary twice now, just because that was a big deal at the time when they knocked off Louisiana Tech, and and Cheryl scored a hundred points in a game in high school. Uh, she was she was a difference maker. If you want to put Brianna Stewart as the greatest uh, women's college basketball player of all time, I have no problem with that. You you can't do any better than she did. You win four titles, and you're you know four times the most outstanding player. Uh, Diana Taurasi, I have no problem with that if you want to put her in there as well. But the greatest player of all time is is Lou Alcindor. What drove me crazy is, why is Trey Young in there? He's not one of the great college basketball players. He he was there for one year. Why is, uh, oh, God, I, I got Pete Maravich at 13. I got Jerry West at 13. What is, what is going on here? I don't know. I don't know whether it was it was – Frankly, because it it was a television show, and I'm just speculating because I haven't talked to anybody about this. There are other more important things that I'm dealing with right now, and you are too. But 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 my guess is, and it is just a guess, is that is that there were more younger people involved than older people, and and they wanted they wanted a, a cross section where you did have younger players represented. Because I didn't think Kevin Durant should have been as high up. He he won one tournament game. No, I know, and. And the only thing, look, the only thing I would say about Maravich, like I'm, I'm with everybody that Maravich should not have been a 13 or whatever he was. He should have been way higher. But Maravich never played in an NCAA tournament game. He had a bad one. team, though. I mean, he he, he but, was the only guy on his it. team, and the and the you know the tournament wasn't as big as it. Everybody makes the tournament now. I get it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying he shouldn't have been. He shouldn't be revered as as one of the greatest of all time. But but I don't want to go too far in the other direction either because there are other guys like Elgin Baylor should have been in that and you know El- Elgin Baylor didn't have any teammates either 
and uh, and it's not like Oscar Robertson played with a whole bunch of uh, uh, superstars. Um, you know, played with good players. I'm not trying to cast aspersions on anybody, but but other players were able to get their teams, but to more wins. And and Maravich didn't. Their their teams didn't win. Not not only didn't make the tournament, they didn't win at a high level. He was a great player. He was he... Uh, no question one of the greatest ever. I'm, I'm not arguing that, but the idea that, that that he should have been up with Kareem and all no, the no, other no, 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 no. I, I, we're parsing out championships here. Like some people are parsing out, saying, "Okay, well, this guy won this many championships. He only won this many." And I, okay, Mervish didn't even play in the tournament, and and everybody's saying we well, should be up here. I'm like, uh, look, I, I'm not arguing he shouldn't be, but I'm like, Let, let's have we, we can't talk out of both sides of our mouths on all this stuff. Uh, I would take Jay Williams out of the sixth spot. And, uh, you know, put Pete Maravich there. I would take Jay out of the entire thing after he picked Michael Jordan as the best college basketball player of all time. I just slapped the floor. That's what I just did, Jay. I just slapped the, problem, the floor. The problem that Jay had was he was in the sixth seed. He ran into another misseeded player, David Robinson. And David Robinson, as you remember, took Navy to the Elite Eight. And were it not for the opposing center he ran into, they, they could have gone all the way. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Uh, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't fight on that one. No, no, I'm not. I, I, I agree with David Robinson when you were saying how he took an, you know, he took Navy to the Elite Eight. I mean, that, that's pretty, yeah. pretty amazing, pretty amazing. And if it weren't, and, for, and, the, and if you, it weren't for the team and the opposing center he ran into, I mean, you, and you shut him down. Exactly. Yeah. It was the Dan Dockage of the <laughs> Navy. <two-day. laughs> And Leitner is in the conversation as well. I have no problem with that. Um, but, man, I just, I, whatever. All right. I, I, I know. Okay, let me tell you the Leitner one. Late, I, was a, I was a grad assistant when Leitner was playing. Maybe the greatest competitor I've ever seen. I mean, unbelievable. The guy was an unbelievable athlete. He could do everything and has had he has had equally an, an accomplished career as maybe Brianna Stewart, if you want to make sort of that argument. Yeah. But he, he, like, what would you do? Who, who is a better player between Leitner and Danny Manning? That was a tough one for me. Just better player. I'm not talking about you know, how many rings, list of accomplishments, because Danny's was damn close. Uh, but yeah. that, that was a hard one. Like, the 1-8 the matchup in the second round, you're going, I'm not sure who's the better player. Danny Manning had less to work with, and that was one of the great tournament runs in history with Danny and the Miracles and what they did in Kansas City. Um, you know, it's just that... Late, I would His take late. Career, three over three thousand points. Like you know, he he had a ridiculous. He's at the top of every list, and that that's where the Big Twelve. They they you know these Big Twelve records they talk about. That doesn't include the Big Eight. Like so, all the guys like Trey Young's records and all that stuff. That doesn't include anything that happened like Wayman Tisdale or, or uh, uh, Danny Manning or all those guys that played in the Big Eight. That doesn't even count for the Big Twelve. They didn't even bring those records with them. It's crazy. I got to go back to ESPN. I, I'm announcing now that I'm going back to ESPN. So I got to set some stuff straight up there. I'll do it, Jay. I'm, I'm with you. I'll, uh, I'll storm the uh, the front door with torches, <laughs> torches like you. Know, I'm ready. The two of us. Can you imagine how what a wonderful uh, respite that would be to have us go in and argue about something as trivial as this? Well, I'm. You'd be Mister Inside. I'd be Mister Outside. That would yeah, be the show. Right. Dr. Glenn Davis. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Well, that was my nickname in high school. I was Mr. Outside. That was just your social nickname. <laughs> no. No, I didn't go I didn't go outside. 
my social life. But I did when I was taking jumpers. I was Mr. Outside. Just letting you know. I thought you. I thought you were talking about being like the boy in the plastic bubble. <laughs> special, special relevance now. Jay, you thought, remember that show? Yes, that I remember. Movie? I thought you were John on my Travolta. side here. That was John Travolta, wasn't it? John Travolta, and the uh, <laughs> the song was written by Paul Williams. Oh, God. All right, go back to doing whatever you were doing, and uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm watching uh, Better Call Saul. I'm um, oh, okay. through the first season. It's right. fantastic, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's, it's well done. Thank you, Jay. All right, brother. And that's Jay Billis. <laughs> Well, good. I, I, I feel better that I didn't interrupt him working last night because I was – if I could have somehow called into the show, I would have called into the show. Yes, Paul. But you're not opposed to doing that. Like if Reggie Miller is calling an NBA game at yes. TNT, it, it could be Lakers yeah. versus the Warriors or something, or good, a good game. Yeah. And you'll, you'll text him mid-sentence. Yes. <laughs> yes, I will. And it's so unprofessional. But, uh, yeah, I do that. Uh, Paulie says a surprise caller next segment. All I've been told, I don't even know, is someone needs to take a victory lap. That's all I've been told. I need to take a victory lap? Someone is taking a victory lap. Okay. All right. We'll take a break here, and we'll come back with a mystery caller. Your phone call is coming up as well. It's a Traeger Meet Friday. We do have a couple of uh, singing uh, games here in the brackets. We have uh, four songs, and only two will make it into the final brackets uh, that start on Monday for the Traeger Meet Friday songs. Have that for you coming up as well. Play of the Day is next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's Geico Easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Williams is a talented player, but he might have just coughed that up. Elliot on the up. Here is Brown. Gives it to his brother, who walks on through and kicks another one for Collingwood. The Browns combine, and up they go in the box. Courtesy of seven. One of the few sports that are live right now, Australian Rules Football. The AFL, Collinswood FC defeated the Western Bulldogs a couple hours ago in front of an empty stadium. Little ACDC, Australian Natives. Play of the Day, brought to you by Tecovis, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You get uh, Tecovis. The boots are handmade, full-grain leather uh, by world-class boot makers. They cut out the middlemen and sell directly to you. Western goods for new frontiers. Yes, Fritzy, who is the mystery caller? The mystery caller is our friend, ESPN NFL reporter, Jeff Darlington. Oh, okay. A little victory lab for Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, who told us a couple of weeks ago that uh, Tom was going to be leaving. He would be shocked if he stayed. And also he said, Dan, don't rule out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as I laughed and scoffed. 
And Paulie put up a $500 bet for Jeff Darlington for uh, the Jimmy V Foundation, I believe. And Jeff joining us now. Congratulations, Jeff. Yes, no, no, I'm not calling for a victory lap. I'm just calling as part of the donations department for the V Foundation, letting you know that we take all major credit cards. Checks, uh, Apple Pay. Yes, Paul. Jeff, can I Venmo you? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to help the cause. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, <laughs> it's all in good fun. So when did you know it? That he wasn't coming back. Yeah. I mean, when I said that I would be shocked, I, I, I mean, it, look. Here's the thing. I was coming from a, a, a very sincere place when I said that, and when the context that I had added on the show was that. There are still people around Tom, though, that think that he, if he were to go into Bill Belichick's office and Belichick laid out this master plan, that uh, they wouldn't surprise, despite the fact that Brady himself is the one who's saying, I'm, I'm not going back. So um, I lay out that context because, you know, I, look, I think we were all in, in the same kind of level of disbelief that Tom would leave the Patriots. But, but quite frankly, uh, when even those close to him aren't necessarily believing him, it's tough to just sit there and say he's not going back. But, you know, at, at that point, after kind of hearing it for longer than a month that he wasn't going back, I was finally to the point where, you know what, he's not going back. What do you think the main – like, if you were going to try to pin down the one reason why he wasn't going back? Uh, fun. He wanted to have fun. Uh, and and that can be a matter of running away from something that was no longer necessarily fun and maybe chasing something that, that would be. He's not ready to retire from football. Um, yes, the relationship between he and Bill Belichick was strained, but I don't think that it's necessarily critical to say that that was the in, entire reason. It was also just about a new challenge and kind of invigorating himself, and, um, and I think it can be both, to be honest. Do you think Edelman is in Tampa next year? <laughs> I don't think so. Like, I can't imagine Bill Belichick being like, yeah, let me go ahead and send some pieces to allow Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl and make me look so stupid. Like, <laughs> I just don't I, – I mean, look, I, that's totally me just kind of speculating, but why would he do that? I, I'm right there with you. Unless he goes – that guy's going to be 34 and he's been banged point. up. Uh, maybe yeah. I can get something and maybe they'll take him off my hands as well. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, like, you, you kind of go across the board with that. Like, like Gronkowski's still, still property of the, of the Patriots. Like, why wouldn't the Bucks go try to offer something for that, too? But, but, but to that point, like, I just can't see Belichick being like, yeah, let me go ahead and help out this cause. This, this seems like a really smart thing for me to do. Final 30 seconds, who do you think the quarterback is going to be in New England? I actually – I could see them trying to make Stidham work. I know that's, again – probably pretty surprising, but um, I could see them really feeling like they're going to go in there and prove their point with Stidham. So, you know, I, you know, Andy Dalton's certainly one of the products out there, but uh, the possibilities, but, but I think this is a team that will look towards Stidham and, and try to give him a chance. Yeah, Paul. Jeff, you want to go double or nothing on some Aussie rules football tonight? I can, I can make it, make it rain. True. Like a true degenerate. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Well done. Thank you, guys. All right. Be safe. That's uh, Jeff Darlington, ESPN. You know, it stayed with me when he said, don't rule out Tampa. Because, you know, initially I thought, okay, there's, I was told three teams. So New England, and then I figured it was going to be the Chargers, and I didn't know that it was going to be Tampa. But he was plugged into Brady's side of the equation here. 
And, you know, what was brought up to me a couple of times by my source was fun. Tom wanted to have fun, and he wasn't going to have fun in New England. Now, is that the overriding factor here? Probably not. But I think it contributed to this. Hey, I want to do this. I want to enjoy this. My kids get to see me play. You know, this should be fun. My legacy is set. Let's, you know, I'm going to get paid. It's a new experience. I'm in the NFC. I've got some weapons here. It'll be fun to be with Bruce Arians. Maybe we have some magic here. Maybe we do something. And he's going to do it for two years. I get it. Absolutely. Angels manager Joe Madden, Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. Also, when will we find out the two Lakers who tested positive for the coronavirus? We'll try to find out in about 10 minutes from now. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify, and it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. This podcast is brought to you by Shopify and Apt2Be and Swallowtail Tea and Flex Watches. And actually a million other businesses. Why so many? Because we're sponsored by Shopify and they do everything they can to support the independent businesses on their platform. So they included them in the sponsorship. You may have heard of a little scrunchie company called Do Edit. Anyone? Well, those scrunchies on your wrists or your hair. And those barrettes and headbands, too, of course, are brought to you by Shopify, which makes it so easy to start, grow, and scale your business like we're doing it together. God, I love my puns. See all the ways Shopify is supporting independence at shopify.com slash independence. That's I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T-S. Shopify, supporting independence. It's 2020. Libraries are so much more than books these days. Need something notarized? That's free. How about a private room to meet clients? That's free, too. Want to record your band's next album in our recording studio? That's free as well. And free Wi-Fi for filling out the census? Yep, our librarians are here to help. Start living your best life with all this and more from Loudoun County Public Library. Tap now or visit library.loudoun.gov.